What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks so much for tuning in to Million Dollar Mindset Radio today. We have a topic that is a little bit controversial. You'll hear lots of different opinions on this topic. And, um, you know, some of them are going to be radically different than mine. Some of them will be along the lines of mine. And some will be uh, very, very, very similar uh, to mine. So this show is about steps you really, really must take before quitting your day job to become an entrepreneur. However, don't hang up. Don't stop listening if you're an entrepreneur already, if you've got your business going, because there are a lot of really great steps in here that you probably haven't taken yet and that you might want to pursue to give your business more stability and greater success. So don't leave me if you've got that business going. You know, life is short. And from my perspective and anybody out there with entrepreneurial blood running through their brains is way too short to invest. 40 plus hours a week into something that just doesn't make you happy, something that feels thankless. And there are so many people out there with this spirit, this this yearning to establish their financial freedom and freedom from the cubicle, and yet they're still stuck. And, you know, one of my goals on this planet is to help people like you get unstuck, whether you're an existing entrepreneur, you've got an existing business, or you're you're stuck in corporate America or working for somebody else, let's get you unstuck and moving forward because small business is the heartbeat of this nation and many, many, many others. So, you know, we employ, small business owners employ more people, you know, it's like 90 plus percent of of our citizens are employed by small businesses versus corporate, believe it or not. That's a staggering statistic. So we have to get all of you out there contributing to that so that our economy can really, really thrive and grow and so that we can be happier human beings on this planet. So, you know, the longer you wait, the longer you ignore this longing for freedom, the more distant and unlikely your dream is going to become. I can promise you that. So let's get you moving into action in a way that will uh, mitigate risk, okay? Being an entrepreneur is never without risk. Actually, having a job is never without risk, right? So, So don't think that. But remember, smart entrepreneurs may take emotional risks, 
They may take risks with ideas and products and such that are important to them, but they try to minimize their financial risk. And the more successful the entrepreneur, the more he or she is able to minimize that financial risk by using other people's money. So that's where you want to get to. So don't go making a rash decision and quit your day job just yet because, you know, that recipe for entrepreneurial success is about some risk and it is about a lot of planning and it is about having faith in yourself and your idea and the people that you're going to recruit to support you. So, you know, I have, gosh, I've been approached by so many people who have jumped into their business unprepared and they come to me, they seek out coaching thinking, okay, this is my last ditch effort. If this person can't help me, then I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to have to get a job. I'm miserable. And, and, and sometimes, you know, that works when people come to me then. And other times I sit there and I think, ah, oh, if only they would have blank, 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 you know, and that's what we're talking today. All of those blanks, all of those steps that I wish so many people who take that leap of faith into their own business would take first. So if you're a wannabe entrepreneur, these are seven things, and we're going to go into detail on these. Remember, this article is, um, or this topic is in an article form over at Inc.com, and uh, it's called Seven Steps You Must Take Before Quitting Your Day Job. And uh, so if you just go to Inc.com and either Google my name, or search my name, Marla Tabaka, or go directly to this uh, URL. It's inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A. And just look down all those years and years and years worth of articles that I've published over on Inc. I love working with them over there. Um, and look for this one, Seven Steps You Must Take Before Quitting Your Day Job. It's just going to be a rough outline. We're going to go in a lot deeper today. So step number one is to make it more than a daydream, okay? A lot of people are out there in corporate cubicles uh, feeling like they don't want to be there, and so they just hold on to their dream. And I think what that does is it gives them hope that someday they can escape. And uh, and, and a lot of times uh, you let go of that hope by taking the leap, and then if it doesn't work, what will you have to put your hope in and your faith in, right? So they, they hang on to that daydream. So it's great to daydream. And entrepreneurial minds, those creative minds are always going. So that's a part of who you are. But you want to make this more than a dream. So it's, it's time to start working on your plan. Every step from where you'll operate to how you'll fund and market your idea needs to be on paper. Okay. And, and you can work with a mind map. You can work in a computer program. Heck, you can you work in a journal at first if you want, but you're going to need a document. Some people could do this on a back of a napkin. <laughs> and, you know, but I'm talking about more than that. Now, I'm not talking about a full blown business plan. I think that's a waste of time. Truthfully, the only time you're going to need more of a full-blown business plan is if you've got a startup idea that's been tried and tested and is is ready to go and you know you're you're as as 
kind of know, convinced as possible that it's going to make the big time and you're looking for investment monies, well, then you're going to need a more serious business plan. Most often, some some angel investors are different, but most often you're going to want that. What I'm talking about is what I call a startup plan. It's, it's basically the list of everything that must happen to get your business up and running from the in- initial idea to scouting out locations if you're going to do a brick and mortar to securing vendors and getting licenses and and you know your city license and incorporating and talk to your accountant about that a lot of accountants um disagree that you should incorporate immediately you know some some say wait until you're making enough money um stocking you know getting the inventory in um how you're going to build your website all these things need to be up there in your startup plan okay so it's it's kind of like a big old to-do list really is what it is what it ends up being and it's really important because that's your blueprint uh, for success and to get your business up and running. So whether you're starting a retail business, you know, brick and mortar or an online virtual business or a consulting kind of business, a lot of the same principles apply. So let's let's take a look at at some of the things that i have people do okay and some again use a simple spreadsheet some go into more complicated programs it depends on what works for you so you want to have these down in paper because these steps are going to create your plan and give you your action steps to make the next thing happen. Now, remember, this is all done while you're still working your job for that financial security. You know, some people say, don't start your business until you've left the job. And, um, and that, you know, and a half-hearted business owner can be smelled a mile away. And that is true. I'm not talking about starting your business yet. I'm talking about creating the plan. So, you want to conduct market research to make sure that you have a valid business idea and you want to conduct industry research to gauge the viability of the industry. Okay. It's important to know that it's a thriving industry and that it's ready for something new and different. And is your idea new and different enough? And you want to get a marketing plan in place. And boy, that's a whole nother program. If you're going to, if you need vendors, you want to start interviewing vendors and just getting to know who you want to work with. When I opened my coffee house, boy, I interviewed at least a half a dozen roasters. And I went online and, and well, back then, <laughs> not all roasters, not all small businesses were online. You really, you know, it took them a while to catch up. But I interviewed who I could find and I asked around for recommendations. I called other coffee houses and did those kinds of things. So you want to make sure you interview vendors and you want to you know get look into your permits and and your your uh, licenses that you might new, need to do if you're doing a build out boy you're going to figure out what contractor is going to do your build out you want to start pricing things out you want to know what your next steps are and immediately be able to detect what you need to do but when when you leave your job and be ready to go. Just get yourself ready to go. Okay, and that's all before you leave your job. And we're going to go in a bit more about that and some other things. Now, number two 
is to connect with helpful people. What I mean by that is, think about it this way. What are you good at? What do you really excel in? And what do you really need help with? So during this break, you kind of think about that. What do you hate doing? Usually it's when you're not good at something, you hate doing it too, right? Because it's just not where you want to be. And sometimes we're good at things uh, that we shouldn't be doing as well. So think of the things that you might get stuck in that loop with, what I shouldn't be doing, what are entrepreneurial tasks and what are not. We're going to talk about that when we come back from this break so that you can start getting out there and and putting out feelers for people who can support you in this business because I'll tell you what you don't want to go it alone and there is no need to go it alone so again visit me over at inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and I love to hear from you at Marla at Marla tobacco.com we're going to be right back Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Join us for Healing with the Marika Method. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer, and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika Vandewater, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we are here discussing a topic that could save your house, literally save your house, because I'll tell you what, a lot of entrepreneurs 
take a second mortgage out on their home uh, in order to launch their business. I don't recommend doing that. I recommend doing as best you can in the corporate sector or wherever you are to save a decent amount of money to get you going um, or even to take loans from other people. Um, Mortgaging your house, I'll tell you, is just not the way to go. I've seen too many people have that stress over them and, and go into bankruptcy because of it. So be careful. Be careful about that decision. So so I'm trying to help you out here so you don't even have to go that far, okay? And and going into break, we said uh, connecting with helpful people is a really important next step and it, and it truly is. I mean, come on, you've, you've probably never done this business thing before, right? And there's no need to reinvent the wheel. There just isn't. People have been successful in business forever and ever and ever. People have been successful in your industry more than likely for a very long time. People have done what you want to do in some shape or form. Okay. So find some people, uh, find a couple of those successful business people who are willing to provide some, some advice and some insights, some guidance, some Warning, some motivation and inspiration. I worked with a woman once who had some products that uh, she was looking to get licensure for from like Disney and the Elvis Presley Foundation and things so that she could use those brands to create her jewelry products. And I suggested this to her. I said, you know, find somebody out there who does this and who's been successful and who's more than likely been in it for a long time because those people are secure. They they don't have to worry about you being their competition. And that's just a crazy thing to worry about. But they usually don't. And I'll tell you, she found a couple who had been doing the licensing thing for a long time, outrageously successful, no threat to them. She was absolutely no threat to them. And they took her under her wing. And man, she is flying today. She is one happy entrepreneur today. So, so successful, largely in part because she she did that. She took that advice and she found somebody to help her out. So you can do that. You know, with that combined experience of a strong support network, you're more likely to make better choices. But I'm not talking just about mentoring and things like that. We're actually going to talk about that a little more later in the, in the show. But what I'm also talking about is determining the things that you're good at, the things that you will absolutely have to do on your own, and the things that you can possibly outsource. Having an outsource sourcing budget, if at all possible, can be really important and really helpful to you because you will spin your wheels and drag your feet on the things that you don't want like to do, like creating systems and, you know, that, that whole systemization thing and uh, doing your own books and maybe even your own social media. I don't know what you do and don't like to do, but outsourcing things from the very get go, it is a little bit of a luxury, but if you can find a way to do it. Now, a lot of people, I coach 
a ton of people whose spouse helps them in those areas. And that can be bad and that can be good. <laughs> you know, usually though, I see pretty good relationships there where let's say the wife is the organizer and she just gets things in order. She does the books. She answers the emails or the husband is great at social media and takes over that aspect of the business in his free time. So think about where you'll need help. Virtual assistants are an amazing resource. That industry has grown so, so very much. And yet so many small business owners don't know about it or don't know enough about it. And the question I get there a lot is, what can somebody who lives 500 miles away from me do for me? And I'll tell you, with businesses living online the way they do, they can do a lot from social media to maintaining your website to doing your budget and your books to um, creating systems to documenting systems. They, uh, they even have companies who will, as you grow, handle your HR for you. So don't negate the thought of a virtual assistant. And I'll tell you, if you go out there and you get rates around $25 to $45, $50 an hour, don't let that scare you off because you have to put a value on your time. So you have to think about what it costs you to learn to do something, to go through the frustration to beat yourself up, you know, and, and isn't it worth maybe a hundred or 200 bucks, a few hours of, of someone's time to do that for you? And, you know, boy, I think it is. I've dragged my feet on things for months, months, months because I didn't know how to do it and I didn't want to get involved and the thought of it was overwhelming before I finally kind of clunked myself in the head and said, oh my goodness, this person can do this in two hours and bam, it's done. It's that monkey off your shoulder. So think about those kinds of things. Where would you like help? Where would you need help? Even if you're not in a position to hire out yet or to outsource yet, because you are going to save the money to do that as one of your first initiatives. Okay. So make a list of the helpful people that you want in your life. And, and if you have any ideas of who those helpful people can be, great write them down. Start talking to them. That'll ignite your passion and excite you and, and start making it feel like it's a real thing. So, And if you're already in business, and I'll tell you, a lot of solo practitioners and micro business owners are in this spot where they just really need help, but they think they can't afford it. You can afford it. And you have to learn to afford it. You have to figure out a way. So you can do that. Which moves us on to number three, and that is to create a budget now, okay? Don't wait until you launch your business to create a budget. Of course, you know, you 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 will have to work with fictitious numbers up front, but that's okay. It'll give you a target. It'll give you somewhere to, you know, somewhere to set your sights on. So before you take that leap from employee to employer, plan for the consequences of a smaller than expected takeoff or even a failure. And a part of that is doing the budget. 
you know, do you need to secure financial help from investors? Have you saved money specifically earmarked for living expenses and startup costs? And those are ideally in way two different accounts, okay? Separate them. You might even need to put them in a different bank so they can't easily be connected online, okay? Plan for a long road ahead because it yeah, yeah, I'm not being negative here, but it is. It is a long haul to get a business to a successful place most of the time. And if you get there sooner and you have money left over from that budget, wow, now you have capital for expansion. Woohoo! If you don't have enough money set aside, and uh, I'll tell you now, like double or even triple the numbers that are coming to mind right now, because that's usually what happens, start socking it away. Every extra 20 bucks you get, every, you know, overtime check you bring home, whatever you can do, a bonus check, start socking it away, okay? And if you need to, okay, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it, take on a second job. Take on a second job, earmark that money specifically for your startup, okay? I mean, you may as well get used to the long hours now because a startup does demand long, long hours. And probably many sleepless nights. So get that second job and start, you know, or take, I I have one client whose husband on her behalf for her business actually has been taking side jobs doing what he does and is fine with his company. You always want to check and make sure that that's an integrity with your company policies and they are fine with that. And so he does side jobs and he's, he, you know, earns a thousand or $2,000 on a a side job that takes him, you know, 72 hours worth uh, you know, not 72 hours, but, you know, he'll work on it for three or four or five days part time and bam, and that money goes right into their account for the new business. So that budget, let's talk a little bit about the budget. And even if you don't need bank financing, creating a budget for yourself is a very valuable exercise. And it can be as simple as one one spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be a whole book. It doesn't have to be huge projections or anything like that. It can be very simple. You don't need to be an Excel master in order to do this. Just think day one, what do I need to have in place before I launch? Now, you're going to need a website at the very, very least, depending on your business, um, a Facebook page that will act like a website for you. And you can go out and grab any number of books on that topic. Um, Mari Smith, M-A-R-I Smith is a great resource. Um, I have, uh, let's see who else, Brian Carter, Jim Lupkin, L-U-P-K-I-N. These people are great resources to learn more about Facebook. So if you can't afford a full-blown website, and oftentimes all you do need is is a Facebook page dedicated and and to know how to operate that or to have a virtual assistant who does. So think about that. Do you need to have rent set aside? Do you are you doing a build out uh for a brick and mortar? Um do you need to get inventory in place? Remember landing costs if you if you're shipping from China or something like that. Hopefully you're 
your manufacturing in the USA if you can, uh, but oftentimes it's just cost prohibitive. So consider everything you need, break it down into categories. Um, do you need a lease security deposit? Do you need furniture and fixtures? Do you need a new computer? Do you need a laptop so that you can be more mobile? Do you need a separate cell phone? All of these things, break it down and break down the costs of all your materials and your supplies and your production and everything. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk a a little bit more about some fixed costs and um, other little things that you may not think about too often that really do add up. So uh, you want to get those all in a budget so that no surprises come your way and so that you're being very realistic because I'll tell you, a lot of people just aren't realistic because they don't want anything to stop them from doing this. So they kind of put on the rose-colored glasses. Now, I don't want to see you doing that. We're going to come back from break and talk more about this budget thing. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. 
If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. We are here on Million Dollar Mindset Radio talking about seven things that you really, really want to do before you leave the security of your day job. And right now we're talking about creating a budget. And and don't let this intimidate you. It, it really can intimidate the creative mind. You know, you can get out a big old whiteboard <laughs> and you can start doing this in a, a flowing mind map Um you can do this in any number of ways. You can have a friend help you out with this. You can go to SCORE, uh, the retired executives uh, group through the um, Small Business Association. Now, I, I have to say, SCORE is really good in terms of numbers and helping with these kinds of things. Um I don't usually suggest that people go there for marketing help and, and things like that. But for numbers, you're good. You're good with score in most cases if you get a good mentor. So um, go there. You know, don't let this stop you or intimidate you because it really, really is important. You want to look at things like, uh, do you need an attorney? Do you need an accounting accountant? Uh, do you need to incorporate? What about license and permits, insurance deposits, and other fees that are out there that you'll have to take on to set up your business and create a timetable for doing that? Like you said, you probably don't want to incorporate right away. I mean, there are exceptions. So go to your um, accountant to find out, but you probably don't want to do that right away. You probably won't need non-disclosures and things like that contracts right away, but figure out what you do need in that first year and make a list and uh, and get it. You know, other things that, that people forget is credit card processing fees. I mean, those are not cheap, okay? Um, website service fees. You want all those updates done monthly to your website and you want to pay somebody to do that if you can. Uh, equipment leasing, uh, office supplies, little things like that, you know, business insurance, all the professional fees and, um, if you're taking out a loan, repayment on that loan and advertising, publicity and promotion commitments, okay, any kind of online ads that are in your marketing plan. So don't forget all of these, you know, costs of goods, packaging and shipping. Now, if you are not a product-based business and you're doing consulting, you're still going to have a lot of startup costs and ongoing annual costs. So just get a, an approximation of those down so that you're being very, very realistic. And then you want to estimate your monthly income. And again, it's an estimate. Try not to be overly optimistic. And you know, this is the million dollar mindset. I talk about setting your sights far and achieving your dreams and the fact that you can do anything you put your mind to. And I believe that sometimes though, people make that number too high and it's just too big of a leap. And then it creates a limiting mindset and brings them down and, and really defeats the purpose of creating that intention. So it's difficult to create this part of the budget. You want to show an optimistic estimate, but don't get crazy with it, okay? So um, determine 
anything else, like I said, shipping and all that kind of stuff. So look at your cash flow, then, you know, subtract out your initial expenses and your monthly costs and figure out where you need to be. And then make sure you have enough money put away to offset that expense before you take the leap. And again, it's a little bit easier if you're going into some sort of a, a service or consulting gig, your expenses won't be as huge, uh, but you still want money to offset that. I, you know, not everybody gets lucky and has clients lining up out the door right away. Okay. So the number four, number four, okay. You ever run into somebody who has an idea and they're paranoid about it and they don't want to tell a soul about it because somebody's going to steal it. Nobody's going to steal your idea, okay? It's just an idea. There are millions and billions of ideas out there. Your idea is not yet an innovation. Now, when your idea goes and turns into a profitable business, then it's an innovation. Then you might need to protect it depending on what it is. But right now, you need feedback. You need advice. You need to become well-networked, okay? So share your idea. Get feedback from people. And, um, you know, you don't have to get crazy with it. And you certainly don't have to uh, share everything about it. But share enough to get people interested and, and hear what they have to say. Okay, it's important that you do that. So, so many, so many people just fall flat on their faces in business because they're paranoid about getting their idea out there. And then, Bam. You know, if it's that great of an idea, if it's a product idea, get it patented for Christ's goodness sake. Get, get you know, that rolling so that you feel more protected. Okay. So tell people about your idea is number four. Get feedback. Number five, we touched on a little bit in the earlier in the show, and I just need to drive this home on a number of levels. But you really want to build not just a network, but a very diverse network. Okay, you don't want your network just to consist of possible clients or possible vendors. And so you want your network to be very solid. You want the rapport going in your network. And I'm talking about support, connections, financial financial support. All of this is critical for the soon-to-be business owner or the business owner at all. Don't forget, here's the one that many forget because they become bitter when they're at the job, the industry connections related to your current work, okay? Because your contingency plan may include returning to your day job, don't panic, Maybe just for a period of time, maybe just to bring in more income, whatever, but it may include returning to your day job, your previous career, and so you don't want to lose touch with the people who can help you do that. Don't burn your bridges. You know, I was speaking to uh, someone the other day who said, I like my job. I really, in fact, I've had this conversation three times with three different people in the last uh, six weeks and they're not clients. They're just people who I've, I've talked, I've spoken to, I've met, or, you know, one of them actually is a relative and, and they say, I like my job. I really like my job, but I hate my boss. 
can't stand my boss. Oh my gosh, she's a slave driver. Oh my goodness, he's a jerk. Oh, they're not appreciative. I'm their number one producer. They make money off of me, but but they treat me like dirt. You know what? Okay. First of all, my philosophy is we teach people how to treat us. Second of all, getting back on point, don't burn those bridges. You never know when you're going to need that person or one of their connections to help you. So when the time is right, leave your company on good terms and with integrity. Integrity, what does that mean? You know, it means giving them the appropriate amount of notice. It means not walking away with contacts and files that aren't rightfully yours that that you organize during your company time. Uh, you know, any number of things. What does integrity mean to you and your company? Walk away with integrity and keep those bridges full, complete, and safe, okay? So where can you connect to build these diverse networks, okay? Conferences are your best bet, especially industry conferences, but also, you know, general business conferences, self-help, uh, motivational conferences. This is where I make life lasting connections. I make friends at these things that eventually I forget where I met them, you know, because you just become really good friends. And so conferences are great. Your current work. Now that doesn't mean you have to tell everybody your idea at work, but you know, what, who do you know? Maybe your boss's boss, maybe, um, some guy who has an opposite skill set of you and, and you might find his input useful someday. Uh, somebody who's a real computer whiz and you're not, or, or somebody who's a real social media whiz and you're not, you know, build those relationships and make them two way relationships. Um, do something for these people, value them and let them know that they're valued. Again, do this with integrity, not because you need to use them, but do it with genuine integrity. So your current job could be a great place to build these relationships. LinkedIn is a great place to build relationships, especially if you're going B2B, you know, fabulous place to build relationships. Start now. Pick up a book on LinkedIn. Um, Let me see. What is the name of this book? Hold on one second here. The Power Formula for Success on LinkedIn by Wayne Breitbart. Breitbart, B-R-E-I-T-B-A-R-T-H. Great book. Wayne is a great resource. Look him up in social media. He can teach you through his work how to build a powerful social media network and how to build those relationships. Local networking. Now, a lot of this you can't do while you're at work, but you can go to charity functions and things like that. Okay. Silent auctions. The charity functions are huge. People have money. People who go to charity functions are usually successful people with some money, you know, so get to know them. And certainly any kind of industry event that you can think of. So you want to build a very diverse network, people who can help you, people who you can help, people who might be customers, people who might be vendors, people who might have advice and guidance and mentorship. 
you want that network to be broad, really wide, but also really deep, okay, in parts anyway. So think about that as we go on this next break. Who do you know that might be a a great connection for you when the time is right that you don't have enough of a relationship with now? And uh, start thinking about ways that you can get in there and start building that that rapport with this person who could be important to you in your future in some small way or some really big way. We'll be right back after this break. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Equipped with the right skills, knowledge, and most of all the right questions, you too can have the success you're looking for. Join Laura Atchison as she hosts the Entrepreneur Masterclass each Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's been said success comes from not only what you know, but who you know. But what if you don't have access to the top experts? Well, that has changed. Laura Atchison, best-selling author, international speaker, and business strategist, brings you top experts from all around the world to help you take your business and your life to new heights. Join Laura for the Entrepreneur Masterclass every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the All Business Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here getting you ready to leave your day job and launch that business or getting you ready to take that startup to a next level, being more secure, having more revenue and more connections, things that uh, are important to anyone in business. So number six on my little list here is to do a test drive. Okay, really important. Think about this. You love your idea. You got to love it. 
or you wouldn't have the passion and the fortitude to make it work, okay? You love your idea, but what do others really think about it? And yeah, you know, it's great to ask mom and dad and and your significant other and your cousins. That's fantastic. But at this stage of the game, You've got to test the market and you've got to wade in, not jump in feet first, but wade into the market. First, do your market research, okay? You want to sample out your product if you have a product. If you think you are going to be this amazing coach or consultant, you want to start working with some people um, at a very low rate or pro bono. Um, that's how I started. I took on a few clients at a pro bono level and... Um, for me personally, I mean, that helped. That helped me to see how much I can help them. It helped me to become more confident, secure in my skills. Um, but I found that typically people who aren't paying anything don't give 100%. So I don't. I don't know. I charge something if you are a um a consultant of some of of some sort. So, but sample out your product or your service and you're going to want to launch it in phases when you do launch, not all at once. You want to try it on slowly, wait in. I once had a client who was working a full-time job and she had this list of beauty products that she had manufactured. She hadn't had them all really manufactured. The um, the recipes, shall we say, were there, but they weren't tested yet and uh, they certainly weren't branded yet. And packaging wasn't done yet. But she had one that meet the met the criteria to go on the market and she was going to do the same thing with all of the rest of the these products, I said, no, 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 we are just going to launch one product. And she got feedback that was just invaluable. And I think that feedback saved her from financial ruin because there were some things that uh, weren't working in the product. And so she went back to the drawing board and made a few little tweaks, especially in the packaging and um, the branding. And it made such a difference. Okay. So you got to get it out there. If you haven't read the book, if you're a product-based business and you haven't read the book, Mommy Millionaire, go check out that book. I really enjoyed um, Kim Levine's way of writing that book. And, and she had a company, I can't remember the name of it now, but uh, she started out in her entrepreneurial venture making these little, you know, the little um packs you put in the microwave and they're filled with buckwheat or something like that. Well, hers were filled with something different that that held the heat and the ice longer, the heat and the coolness longer. They were softer. People love them. You know, she started selling these things at fairs and in her kids, uh, at her kids' school, parents were taking orders and things like that. And she worked diligently for about a year, really getting her product out there and really, really taking feedback and improving that product. So get out there and do a test drive, not just with friends and relatives, okay? They love you. They have to say they love your idea too. So get out there and expand on that and do a test drive in your, your market, your services and your product and or your products, okay? Now, number seven, this one gives you the foundation for everything we talked about is really, really important. And it is don't make empty promises. 
to yourself or others. Don't make empty promises. You know, here's what I mean by that. Like, hopefully your your close friends and your family, especially your significant other, should you have one, will back you up your, on your decision to take this big leap. And I'll tell you, as a wife or a husband, if, if you're contributing to the household right now, your partner is taking a huge risk because they will have virtually no control over this success or this failure. So respect that. Okay, they might be more nervous about it than you are. They don't want to see you fail. They don't want to see you not achieve your dream. That's that's it's sometimes even harder on someone who loves you than it is on you. So it's tempting to make promises that you may not be able to keep Um, a great scenario from. Oh, more than one of my clients. Now, it just so happens that all of these clients, all three of these clients that I'm thinking of off the top of my head were men um, and they had wives and they made promises about being um, being profitable within three to six months, which is just a pipe dream in, in their cases. Um, they made promises about being able to be focused and stay in their office and really be productive. And then they had to adjust and adapt to being home in a home office. And, you know, that's a big, that's a big, big leap to go from a structured environment to your own freedom and working on your own. It takes a lot of adjustments. So giving your word about things like a short timetable to profits and consistently devoting time to the family. You know, oh honey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna neglect the kids. I'll be home for dinner every night. I'll be at the dinner table. I'll be able to help with chores. Just think about it. Yeah, I'll be home. I'll be able to help keep the house clean. In fact, I'll keep the house clean while you're at work. I'll clean up every morning. I'm gonna make breakfast for the kids every single morning because don't you know I'm working from home. Well, what we forget is that you are working. You are working. You are not there to necessarily. And and some moms, some moms do quit their day job so that they can be home with the children and then they make supplemental income through their business. But it breaks their hearts when and it frustrates them and they run themselves ragged when their kids are home, their preschool kids are home full time and they can't make a go of their business. Well, I'm sorry, but you're, you're not superwoman. In There have been very, very few instances I'm trying to think if I've ever known anybody to really succeed at doing that. Typically, what I see is that that the woman struggles for a number of years until the kids are in school full time, and then and then she can start to turn it around. I just don't see a lot of mompreneurs who also take care of their children full time succeed. I'm sure they're out there, and if you are out there, you know if you're taking care of kids full time and running a successful, very profitable business, contact me. I'd love to hear from you. I I would love to do an article for Inc. about tips that, you know, you can give other moms or dads or stay-at-home dads and help them thrive. So... You know, don't don't make empty promises like that because you're not going to be able to keep them. Remember that, you know, this is a life-changing event. Don't pretend that it won't affect your home life and your relationships because it's going to. It's going to. Now, it doesn't have to be horribly negative if everybody is ready for it 
And if everybody has a plan together, like maybe you can promise something like I promise that three nights a week I will be at the dinner table, but and I will try the other the other nights, but I, I can't promise that. Um, the trick is this: the trick is to create that life balance that you're thinking about when you say things like that over the long haul, over a long period of time, understanding that there are going to be snippets of time, and they may be larger than snippets, uh, when your life is going to be anything but balanced. And uh, I remember speaking to, oh gosh, who was it? Jack Canfield or one of his peers, and I don't remember, but it was, you know, it was somebody pretty famous and, and extraordinarily successful. And um, he said, my life balance is it goes in in stages. If I'm authoring a book or creating a program, there is no balance. And my family is aware of that and they're prepared for that and they're willing to make those sacrifices with me. But then when I'm done doing that, let's say it takes three months or six months or what have you, then I make sure that my time is invested back into the family and we do things and we go on vacations and we, you know, have fun as a family and we re-engage to the point that we were unable to engage. Now, he doesn't ignore his family, but it's just not the close relationship um, in terms of time that it it was. So remember that. So you want to create life balance over the long haul. Be honest with yourself and with others. Anything less is only going to make you out to be a liar in the end, at least for a little while. And you don't want to lie to your family, even if it is unintentional. But you know the things that I think that most people, when they say things like this, have that little nagging voice deep down inside that that says, no, 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 that's not true. You're promising that just to get your way. Okay. Never lose sight of what's important and can never be replaced like your family and your friendships okay they can't be replaced so be in integrity again and be honest be honest with yourself be honest with them now i just want to in this last couple minutes of the show i put out there a facebook post asking people you know how they knew the time was right and my my dear friend, very successful author and entrepreneur, Wendy Pearsall, says, for me, it's always been an intuitive decision. It's truly terrifying to choose to find your certainty in your heart rather than a regular paycheck. But when the gut says you can do this, listening to that is one of the most important decisions of your life. And uh, Wendy is so true. You've got to also um, follow your gut. Anna Bruhard, who is a wonderful mommypreneur, says that planning ahead and making sure that you're making money in your business before leaving your day job is was really important to her. And Brian Basilico, Brian is a fabulous social media consultant and author and of it's not about you, it's about the bacon, okay? Brian says, I knew the time was right when I realized that I needed to take control of my destiny. So those are all great things. Those are all great input from 
from other entrepreneurs who I know are very, very successful. So I hope that this was helpful to you today. And I really appreciate your being here with me on Million Dollar Mindset Radio. If you're ready for a coach, because that's one of the things you want to do right up front as well, is bring on that coach. Please contact me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And my phone number is on my website as well. You're welcome to call my office and we'll arrange a complimentary session so that we can figure out how and if I can help you and if we have that synergy. If not, I'll recommend another coach to you. So I look forward to hearing from you and to seeing you here on TogiNet next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on TogiNet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if